BWI Live recruiting show is off and running on a Wednesday. If you're a little confused earlier in the week, we posted this at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Uh, of course, mentioned it on the show. We're flipping the recruiting show and uh, the football show today because we got so much stuff going on. We previewed Big Ten Media Days, which are going on right now in Indianapolis. We'll get updates throughout the day. James Franklin Press Conference is coming up here on the YouTube channel from Greg Pickle, who's out there. But... Uh, the Lash Bash coming up this weekend as well, so we wanted to move the recruiting show a little bit closer to that, just nudge it a little bit closer to Friday so we can talk about that here on the show. So if that's what you're looking for today, you're looking for recruiting, that's what we're talking about. And let's introduce our guests, our expert panel of Ryan Snyder and Sean Fitz, the leading insiders in Penn State recruiting. Ryan, uh, I heard you were doing some uh, yard work this morning. Is that how you get ready for the yes. show? You get a pump on, you, you you get nice and dirty, and then you come on and you're you're ready to go. No, not normally, no. But when you go away for four days and you haven't done anything and it rains an inch, and you know, my yard was looking like a farm out here, so we had to get that done. Sean Fitz with us as well. Fitz, how you doing today? Good. No yard work, so actually better than Ryan, I'm guessing. So uh, yeah, <laughs> great, great to be here. Lots to talk about. Lash Bash coming up this weekend. Good, good week to flip the shows since James is going to be available in a, in an hour or so. But uh, yeah, lots to talk about on the recruiting front. Different format than it used to be, but uh, here we are talking Lash Bash. We'll get into all of that today, but I have to introduce one of our other uh, guests on the show, and that is our title sponsor, My Perfect Franchise. Uh, are you looking for? A new way of life. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, changing the way your life is structured? Or maybe you're an entrepreneur wanting to diversify, add to your portfolio, add to the many list of things that you do as an entrepreneur. Well, Andy Ledecky uh, is here to help. Andy is a huge college sports fan, franchise veteran, and a veteran of places like BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. He's a message board lifer. So if you are coming over here from the Blue White Illustrated message board, he wants to talk to you because he knows you. He's here to help. And from what we've had a conversation, we got to know Andy a little bit, got to hear and understand what My Perfect Franchise is all about. He's not just trying to get you in the door. He's not just trying to kick you uh, in the butt into some sort of ownership stake in something that you don't know about. He's here to help you fulfill the American dream and own your own business using his expertise. He helps others find their American dream through a thorough consultation and evaluation process. It's all 100% free. So if you want to check it out, Andy at My Perfect Franchise, best of all, uh, you can talk to him uh, whenever you want. So set up a consultation today, myperfectfranchise.net. And if you're here, on the YouTube channel, you can see his contact information on the screen. But for those people listening on the podcast, Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or 404-973-9901. That's 404-973-9901. And I want to apologize, Andy Ludicky, not Andy Ledecky. That, uh, got, that got stuck in my head when we first met, and that's not – it's Andy Ludicky. So if you want to talk to him, make sure you pronounce his last name correctly. Thanks again to My Perfect <laughs> Franchise for being a sponsor of the show. Great time to remind you, please subscribe here to the YouTube channel. Busy week with a lot of stuff coming up. You don't want to miss any of it. Best way to know, subscribe to Blue White Illustrated on YouTube. Give the video a like if you're having a good time so far listening to me monologue about the uh, sponsors and intros. So let's get into some actual conversation. Uh, Penn State news this week. Uh, maybe not so much this week as it was from the weekend, but Ryan, I just want to get some quick reaction. We didn't get to get your thoughts and opinions on what happened last weekend. 
T.A. Cunningham, Lean Andrews, both committing to the Nittany Lions. Dion Barnes uh, putting together a strong defensive tackle class with four players overall. Uh, how do you see this last weekend's events and how they fit into the context of the 2024 recruiting class, kind of the, the overall broad picture of it? Well, what Liam was, man, he's arguably the, the top recruit in this class right now, right, with Quinton. I mean, I feel like those guys are pretty much neck and neck, you know, as, as far as ratings go, as far as potential goes, as far as looking back a year ago when we're polling who's going to be these most important guys in the class. I mean, what, Sean, they were consistently top three, top four of the of the players mentioned to us. So I feel like fans have a pretty good feel for for Liam and, and what he brings, obviously, a, an O-line, D-line. He's going to be a D-lineman. Let me, I mean, I don't want to confuse that at all, but has potential on both sides of the ball. Uh, a lot, lot to like there. I'm looking forward to really kind of focusing him on him more as a D-lineman this year and, and seeing how he progresses from what we saw last year. The, what I I would say what I want to talk about more is TA because Sean standing ovation, buddy. That was an awesome Q and a seriously. Uh, I mean, that was the Q and a of the year so far. I mean, I, I know these are more my thoughts, but I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on that Q and a a little bit, man, because as far as maturity goes, as far as getting to know TA Cuttingham, you know, I knew he was a good kid. Yeah. I've always heard good things about him, but man, reading that Q and a and what he's all about, like, wow, this kid actually really fits Penn State really well, which is, you know, we're not saying that a lot about guys from Georgia and California and Miami, right? We're usually talking about those Northeastern guys who kind of fit the program and what it's all about. So, uh, you know, one thing I will say real quick is just kind of, you know, from a size perspective, man, you, you you just don't see too many players that size with that potential. Obviously, last year he didn't get a lot of game time. I think some schools were kind of wondering about, uh, you know, how these transitions, how these moves have impacted him as a player. Penn State looks at it as, hey, uh, if he's the kind of player that he was as a sophomore and we see that at Miami Central, or even if we don't quite see it, if you can bring that back out of him uh, w when he gets on campus, you're looking at a player with with, with a ton of potential still. So, uh, But just seems like a great kid off the field, a lot of potential as we saw as a sophomore. Let's see how he progresses now as a senior. Yeah, Fitz, jump in here. I want to get some of your thoughts on that conversation. Uh, anything you want to share? Of course, read the whole thing, bluewhiteillustrated.com, but anything you want to pull out of there that you think fans should know. There are many opinions about T.A. Cunningham, and uh, I think everybody gets caught up in in what everybody else says. It's, it's a giant echo chamber is what it is. I talked to him the day before he announced. So I talked to him on Friday, and he, it, it, I, I got off the phone. I I, talk, I talked to Ryan and Greg and and Nate, and I said, this kid was fantastic, like absolutely fantastic. Like he's, I think, very aware of his situation. He mentioned several times schools moving on. He, he mentioned where he was in his situation. He, he mentioned, uh, yeah, he had a top five. It was really a top three. You know, it's just kind of how things work. And I think he understands how things work because he's been on the radar so long. Um, talked about, you know, moving around and how that things, how, how that settles. The thing that stuck with me is um, actually a quote that, that I gave to Greg for his preview article is like, when he, he he wants to get into a stable environment, he wants to get somewhere where he can stick and see if he can flourish in that environment. And that's going to be the entire name of the game when you're talking about T.A. Cunningham, because two schools in Georgia, a school in California, going to Miami this year, um, you know, that's that's a lack of consistency everywhere. You know, just uh, not just on the football field, just academically, socially, um, you know, just everything is is changing for him all the time. So getting him in, into a program where he's, you know, going to have to be and go through some things in his first year. And I, I think that's going to be uh, beneficial for for both sides. And uh, as Ryan said, if they can recapture what he was early, there's there's plenty of things that you look at and you say, OK, 
I can see this. I can see this. I can see this. Doesn't yep. necessarily all come together at, at you know as the you know he's not not a Christian Wilkins guy. You know he's not a, he's not a guy that you can plug and go right away. But there's things that if if things fall if the chips fall right for T A Cunningham he can be a really good player. So uh, I think that was that was interesting. And like I said, just very aware of how everything goes. Uh, the, the the preconceived notions I had based on just like listening to too many voices about think that that think they know about T A Cunningham was was uh, that was eye opening. So I'm I'm you know rooting for the kid now. It's just like there's there's a lot that that I think he brings to the table himself. I know there's there's a ton going that that has gone on around his recruitment, but uh, yeah, I mean it's a, it's going to be one of those things. And and on the the, the cold hearted side of it, says if it, if it doesn't work out, you know that's kind of college football these days. You can take that yeah. chance right now. You're not limited to 25 scholarships. You're not limited to how many guys you can take. And you know it, at that position, it's it's certainly a premium position. It's certainly a, a one where you're going to take. If you're going to take four guys, you're probably going to hit on two of them, maybe um, one or two of them. So like that, that that's going to be the direction that goes. So um, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, very open, very uh, aware, as I would say. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that one goes uh, over the next uh, couple of months and years. Yeah. And if you just again, I know less about T.A. than, than you. But when you look at the film. Um, what's going on with him? Not a lack of effort. This is a kid who plays hard. You can see his passion for the game come through in in just even his highlights. So uh, a guy that if you're going to bet on in this, as you mentioned, if you're going to take a, a risk on a guy, yeah, six foot six, 300 pounds, or sorry, six foot six, 260 to 80 pounds, whatever he is right now, that's a guy that you want to take the risk on. Yeah, and and the the, can, the 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 blank canvas of his recruitment really doesn't fit what Penn State has done. They they, they don't go and take a, a bunch of guys that have been at four high schools, guys that have been on thirty visits to everywhere. You know, it's just kind of it, it doesn't really fit what Penn State's done in the past. But just in talking to him, you can see why people, you know, in the building struck up good relationships with him. He seems like a relationships guy. And I, and I'll say on the flip side of of everything, there we've going back to that echo chamber I mentioned before, we found ourselves when, when a program moves past a kid and, and it absolutely happens, happens in Penn state. When you, you know, when you move past a kid, that fan base, whether they know it or not, subconsciously turns on the kid and says, Oh, yeah. he's not that good. He's not going to do, you know, he's, he's bad. He's a problem. Anything like that. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not, but subconsciously we do this as, as a fan, as fan bases in that you, once your team moves past, everybody's out. For the most part, so I think that that's kind of what happened with T.A. Cunningham. A lot of a lot of schools moved on. You know, he's very open about uh, you know the, the options that he had and the options that he didn't have. Um, Penn State was the only one to to host him on an official visit. That you know, he, he said it in the interview. It made it easy for us to predict him going to Penn State. You know, that's kind of how that thing came together. So uh, this is very interesting, very open, very aware, and uh, it's it's a very. Um, uh, interesting case study in terms of recruiting and how you follow it from a public specter. We got uh, a lot of people active here in the chat. Want to get to some of this stuff. Xander says excited for a senior season. Me too. Yeah. I think everyone's excited to see what, what he can do um, in his final destination for his uh, high school uh, play. And then of course, Rob Sherrill here, he says, if he wants stability, hard to imagine better place than Penn state. I would agree with that in terms of the stability of the coaching staff and the stability of the program they've built around 
you know, James Franklin and what he does with with the program. Uh, Yoki Keekley says, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Yoki. Glad to have you with us. Uh, if you want to get your questions and comments on the show, throw them in the chat. We'll be taking some select questions and, and getting your feedback on the topics we're talking about throughout the show. And as always, if you want to, the tip jar is open. You can drop in a quarter. You can drop in a dime, whatever you want with, uh, with a donation. We'll get to your comments throughout the show. Also coming up today, we're going to be getting into, of course, the Lash Bash Barbecue in just a little bit. But uh, the next thing I want to get to here quickly is this is more of a news and notes sort of thing. Ethan Grunkmeyer uh, has committed uh, to be a part of the Under uh, Under Armour All-America game. Guys, what is the significance of this, uh, the Under Armour game and, and committing to play in it for players, given the changes in recruiting and, and the early enrollment surge amongst most prospects? So... Ryan, what is the what what is the value? Yeah. What is the meaning behind you know getting an invite and accepting it? You know, uh, I think we'd be. I think we. What's the best way to put it? You know, I don't think he's going to get a ton of coaching out of it. He's not going to become like a yeah a different player out of it or anything like that, right? I mean, it's to me, it's 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 a badge. It's an honor, you know, to 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 be selected for the game. But I don't think Ethan Grunkmeyer is going to come into that practice a B plus player and leave an A player or anything like that. Right. I mean, it is, I think oftentimes we kind of overhype that, that situation of, of, you know, Oh, you're going against the best competition, all that. I mean, I've been to these all American games there. You just kind of glorified scrimmages. And I think that's a lot of you guys watching, right. You, you watch by what the first quarter, the first second, you know, second quarter. And you're like, okay, you know, I, I've seen enough by now, yeah, but it's more about the practice. It's, it's, yeah. Right. And it is, and it is, and that's great. But even, even though I yeah. don't know, right. <laughs> even that I'm just, nah. um, but look, I mean, congrats to Ethan. Is he the second now? Is, is Donovan Harbor also in the Under Armour game? I thought there was one other, uh, we'll I believe that. it's Donovan Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. I believe Donovan Harbor is the other one. There might be another one or two. I've been trying to find uh, a list like ESPN usually does a good job tracking that stuff. I haven't seen any formal list of who all's definitely in, who's definitely out. And, you know, a lot of guys say they're in and, then we're going to get to December 10th and they're going to be out anyway. And the list will get scrambled again, but it's awesome. I just think it this to Ethan's rise, right. And how he's truly earned it. You know, this is similar. Um, I'd say similar to Jackson Smolik. I don't think Smolik didn't go into playing any of those games, similar to Aller in some ways. Right. Uh, although Aller kind of is kind of exceeded what Brooke Myers done, but it's just, I think it speaks to, uh, you know, hard work and getting out there working with Brad Mandler, of course, and, and then going out to these camps and, and earning everything he's got. So, uh, congrats to Ethan for that. Uh, Sean, we got to figure out when we're going to go see him this year, man. I don't know if you're going to go see him in Columbus or I should go see him uh, when they play Medina here in a, oh man, what is that? About a month away now, but uh, definitely going to, one of us has to get out there and see Grunk at some point. He he plays, I believe his senior day is the night before the Penn State Ohio State game in Columbus. So probably head out there. And since this one's the Under Armour game, I think uh, I'm going to call dibs on that one and, and uh, hit, hit up Florida in January as well, or uh, late December or whatever it is. Until Penn State's uh, in the national championship game, right? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's obviously the, the hold up. That's why I'm going to hold up on booking flights now. So, um, no, but it, it, it's really cool. I mean, you think about it, there's six quarterbacks in the Under Armour game. There's six quarterbacks in the the former Army game. I mean, that, that says these guys think you're one of the top 12 to 15 quarterbacks in the country. I mean, that's uh, that's saying something. Given his rise of a guy that barely had any offers going into the spring evaluation period, came out, killed the Elite 11, uh, went to the big Elite 11 camp, did really well there. So I think he's, uh, guys have just been impressed by that. I, I think typically the, the the old Army game has the the better quarterback play and probably the better structure. Like, Ryan, you mentioned 
you go to that Under Armour game, there's some guys that, that mail it in from the start. And that's kind of what sucks yes. about the last five years or so of that game is that it's, it's gone in that direction. Um, so, uh, but still it's a huge honor for a quarterback. I mean, to be one of 12 quarterbacks essentially in those games uh, is, is really cool. Uh, I think he can go out there. I think he's got the arm to do it. Um, it's going to be a, um, a social experiment for him. He's going to go from, you know, uh, middle of Ohio to playing with guys from all over the country you know, Florida guys, Texas guys, Louisiana guy, you know, just guys from all over the place, different mindsets, different ways to attack. Um, not sure who's all going to end up in that game from Penn state. I'm sure there'll be more invites going out, but, uh, it's nice to get a nice little, uh, you know, quorum of guys together that, uh, that can always bond. And, and, and like I said, it's, it's not what it used to be, but it's, it's still pretty awesome for him to, to, to get that invite and to get uh, into that game. Oh, we'll be following all of that. And uh, if, if talking about um, mailing in at the Under Armour game, the, the one moment I remember from one of the games I watched, of course, was 2022 when Penn State had uh, three players in the game with Nick Singleton, Aller and denied it at Sutton. And I'll tell you one guy who did not mail it in, Denied Dennis Sutton, uh, he did some mean things to some of those left yeah, tackles when he was in the game. Uh, so, yeah, mail it in at your own risk when you got a guy, a psycho like Denied Dennis Sutton in the game. Uh, before we get into the lash bash, and I mean that as a compliment, by the way, I mean that as a like he is an intense sure. football player. Uh, before we get into the lash bash preview, where I'm just going to kind of turn it over to you guys and you can have a conversation and I'll play highlights of the guys you talk about. I want to explain um, this is something we've done here on the show. Explain the recruiting calendar. I think this is really good for fans who are just getting to know recruiting and why things are happening when they're happening, because it can give us a good gauge of what to expect, you know, in the next week to month uh, of Penn State football recruiting. So, Ryan, can you go over uh, the end of the dead period and what's coming up for Penn State football and how the Lash Bash fits into all that? Yeah, this is the the week of recruiting and then back to a dead period. It's always kind of funny the way I mean, I understand why it's in there, uh, but it's you know, there's a dead period basically from what is it, June 27th to July 24th. Then you have seven days of recruiting or at least on campus visits are allowed. Uh, some schools will host camps. Penn State, for example, hosts the camp on Friday. Some schools have already done all their camps. You know, each school gets 10, um, you know, camp evaluation days throughout June and July. But uh, long story short, uh, basically what we've seen now is this week, a ton of schools across the country are going to do these barbecue settings, which is what the Lash Bash is. It's basically a big junior day, uh, you know, for some schools that don't have their 2024 class, you know, their current class together. You know, they'll, they'll be working to chip away at that. For a school like Penn State, who's, you know, what, 85% of the way done, it'll be primarily on next year's class, getting those guys together. Now, you will also see a lot of Penn State's committed players uh, here up for the Lash Bash as well. But it's it's really just kind of one week of, of trying to get as many visits as you can. You know, it used to be in, in August, you could come up and visit. You could come and watch a practice. Uh, I think coaches really kind of wanted to get, get away from that. There's just so much recruiting at so many times of the year where I think coaches are trying to eliminate uh, the distractions away from their own team. And that's kind of how that August dead period started. But it used to be, you know, just, just July was pretty much a dead period. It would open up at the end of July. And, and you know, like I said, kids could come and visit in August. Uh, now it's just a one-week thing. Uh, it'll go back to being a dead period all throughout August. And, again, a dead period still allows players to talk to coaches on the phone, uh, text messaging, over Twitter, all that kind of stuff. There's still plenty of recruiting happening. It's just on-campus visits 
uh, won't be allowed then until uh, for Penn State, the September game. Obviously, if you're playing or the September 2nd West Virginia game, excuse me, uh, for week zero opponents who are playing, obviously, in August, uh, they will be allowed to host players that week. So uh, with the Lash Bash coming up this weekend, uh, what is it? And I apologize. This is something that I'm just sparked my mind what what is the uh upcoming when you're allowed to officially make contact with the next recruiting class is that for 25 or is that for 26 uh, i know it happens sometime during the season in september where you can officially send out offers right is that is that how that works uh ryan well is it august one that you can hand out offers and then september one where you can contact them sean or am i mixing they those two days up change something and i can't remember if i get that backward or not let me i think maybe august one you're allowed to call recruits now yeah they just changed that um and they it used to be september they change these rules all the time i mean it is for the 2025 class um the 2024 official offers don't go out until september 1st i believe um so like i mean what's that mean anymore nothing but yeah i mean that's kind of the, the date on that right now it's interesting because um you can't it's kind of funny when you focus this weekend on 2025 and 2026s you can't actually text them back or call them like that's not really how this works like you you can't technically have that contact with them um so like guys that have invites don't know they have invites and you know it's kind of it's funny because there's there's two sides and only one side can can initiate contact and that's the prospect side so that's kind of where we're at with that but it's it's quite fascinating how this has changed um, in the last five years with the advent of the summer and the spring and summer official visits, because this used to be a, just a horse race of when you could get all of your say, it would be this year, 2024 prospects to campus, all the guys that were not committed guys are committing so much earlier because of the official visits. And I think that's great. But at the same time, it's, it's very different. Now it's almost entirely forward focused. I mean, we've got some 2024 guys, Ryan and I are expecting to uh, attend this weekend, um, but that's really not the main course, so to speak. I mean, all the guys that we've been writing about are 2025s, 2026s, maybe don't turn the pages as much as the uh, the 2024s, but uh, that's going to be the bulk of the list. That's going to be 90% of the list, ex- excluding the committed guys um, that are already on campus. So things have changed a lot um, in the last decade. 2013, I believe, was the first Lash Bash, the uh, advent of... Uh, was was Billy Cavanaugh's brainchild here. Um, mm-hmm. So they got all those guys together. 2022, uh, excuse me, 2012, actually this weekend was the weekend that Hackenberg, Brenneman, Sickles, Mann, uh, I think there was, there were two more, uh, Will Fuller, who flipped to Notre Dame the next week. Uh, they uh, all re-upped their commitment to Bill O'Brien after the sanctions came out. So the next year after that, Lash Bash started. Franklin kind of took it to another level um, in terms of uh, making it a, a full-blown recruiting event. Uh, I believe actually when it when it was O'Brien's, it was still during Arts Fest, so that was a different wrinkle. That uh, yeah, that didn't work out well for everybody. But uh, yeah, now Lash Bash is going to be one of, if not the top uh, day of the day of the summer in terms of recruiting, and it's going to hold you over until that West Virginia game, which I think is going to be a really really good list as well. We uh, all I'm always flattered and i'm always super excited when we have uh special guests in the chat so matthew andrews says hi guys thanks for all the coverage of liam liam andrews over the last year has been an interesting experience we're glad he selected penn state ryan he says he's gonna have to subscribe to blue white illustrated for your updates so thanks to uh matthew for coming on and joining the show uh yet another uh family member attached matthew is his his father is do i have that correct i i I just know I'm I've never met dad. Related I assume to, it's dad. Yeah, Liam we Andrews. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty sweet. Always appreciate that. Um, 
Let's get to the next thing, which is our uh, sponsor here on the BWI live show, and that is RogueShop.com. Check out RogueShop.com because they are a premium cannabis uh, uh, farm in Wisconsin that can help you with a lot of different things in your life. They are not just about you know, giving you the giggles. They are about helping you live a better life. I've been talking about RogueShop.com here on the show, and here's the thing. I am an absolute noob when it comes to THC and all of these things. So uh, in the beginning of July, they ran a promo for their latest gummies, and I've been using their gummies uh, to help me sleep. You know, you take them right before bed, you go to sleep, you stay asleep if you have issues uh, with falling or staying asleep. Maybe you have chronic pain. They have different ways and different uh, mixtures that you can use for daytime use, nighttime use, and I use the, uh, the nighttime stuff so that I can, you know, get a good night's sleep, get up early, start prepping for the show, and look as beautiful as I do on camera. Here's the thing, is like, uh, their latest gummies were 257 milligrams, they're called Slap Yo Mama, and uh, I have bitten off the corner of these guys. That's how much I've used each time. And that's really the, the thing they do that I think is really helpful is they can help you dial in your dosage so that you are taking the right amount so you get the effective results that you're looking for. So they have handcrafted different ways. If you don't want uh, to have an edible, there's uh, topicals, soaps, candles, bath salts, massage oils, tinctures. They also do CBD and CBD helps reduce inflammation. So there's different ways they can help you live a better life. They also have a 24 seven chat function where Customers can go on like me and go, hey, how do I do this? Because I don't know what I'm doing. They'll help you through all of that. Um, they're a small business. Uh, they are very excited about helping you. So check out rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E shop.com. Use promo code BWI to get 10% off your first order. So let's get into it now. Lash Bash coming up. Guys, who are the prospects that you want to point out? As you guys mentioned, the class of 25 and 26 is where the focus of the Lash Bash is. So I'm just going to turn it over to you guys. Uh, Ryan, kick us off. Uh, Fitz, you can follow up whenever you want and tell me uh, who we're talking about, and then I'll start rolling some videos so Penn State fans can get acquainted with some of these football players. I'll start with, uh, is it Kano Winston? Uh, is it Kanoa, Sean? Have you ever asked him for his actual pronounce his first name? I don't no, want to be butchering I, I on our show. Him AJJ, because, yeah, he's the <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That was a bad joke. I'm that's, sorry. <laughs> that's why I'm getting into it, though, because obviously he is KJ Kevin Winston Jr.'s uh, younger cousin. Uh, plays at Gonzaga, which I find funny just because Gonzaga and DeMath are, are big rivals. Um but, uh, you know, he, he's, he's looking like a top 100 prospect uh, right now. He's, uh, I believe, 60th or so in the country and uh, looking like a really good safety prospect, someone that I expect Penn State to push really hard for here in the weeks and months and, and really over the next year. Uh, this is his first visit, too, which I think is interesting. Um, he's been to Penn State for seven on seven. He's been to Maryland for seven on seven. But this is. You know, when he got all these offers, I think he's up to 18 or so now. He had a lot of options on where he could go this weekend. Uh, and he's coming up here um, to, to hang out with Penn State staff and uh, see, his, see his cousin, I would assume. But, you know, we had a good talk, uh, quick quick little talk, I would say, uh, the other day, just kind of getting a feel for, you know, how close he is with KJ, kind of how's that relationship going to impact Penn State, things like that. And, you know, just basically was saying he's like, he's like an older older brother to him and you know speaks really highly of Penn State and you know he's, he's excited to come up here and, and see what everything's about so you know when I'm looking at a top prospect that fans need to follow this weekend and beyond uh, Winston's the guy I would definitely start with 
I like yeah. his film. He's fast and he hits. That's super exciting to watch. He's very good as a uh, Winston. Um, I'm contractually obligated to really like him as a prospect. Not as tall as listed. He's not six foot, um, but he was at team camp and he covered a lot of ground. He's fast. He's got uh, got some wheels on him, got some ball skills on him. Like I said, not as big as his cousin, but he can still bring it. And uh, big fan of anything Winston uh, going from there. Uh, moving on, Michael Carroll coming back. Um, the uh, offensive lineman now at Central Bucks East uh, was at LaSalle. He's a legacy prospect. Came to camp. Um, like I said, he came to camp last month and earned his offer. And I mean, to be honest with you, like he like blew away my expectations for what he was going to be because he grew two inches, maybe a little bit more than two inches, a bigger guy. Um, he's still an interior prospect, but uh, he had a really, really good day at camp. At a day that it was, it was a good camp. It was a good offensive line group, and he uh, seemed to stand out among them. Uh, be an interesting recruitment. He is a legacy prospect. He's also a Michigan State legacy. His mother played basketball there. Um, he's going to Michigan on Sunday, I believe it is, uh, to to squeeze another visit into uh, in, into the open period. But Carroll's certainly a guy that uh, bears worth watching because of his connections to Penn State. Uh, nice kid. Uh, just like uh, a lot to like there in terms of on the field, off the field. And uh, we're going to see how he does in his uh, next seat in his junior year here, because, um, you know, still has some development to do on film, but he's got the, the body's got the athleticism and, and, you know, he's really come a long way as a prospect in the last year. Ryan, we're just, put, we're ping ponging back and forth. We're uh, going back and forth. Bring up again. Lightning round. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, <laughs> you I'm, know, so I'm, I'm just going to take a step back. You guys talk about the guys you like, talk about the things you want here on the show, and uh, I'll just pop in and out when I have something obnoxious to say. Uh, you know, Will Black certainly stands out. Uh, offensive lineman out of Canada. Uh, he's up in, in, in um, you know, Connecticut now. Rose, uh, I don't know how to say the first word. Rosemary Hall, we're going to call it. I don't know. How, how do you pronounce that school, Sean? I can't. I'm oh. terrible pronouncing names if you guys yeah. have not realized this. <laughs> 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 He just picked up an offer from Alabama yesterday. Uh, Penn State was one of the first schools to offer him. Uh, what's back up to now? Probably, I don't know if he's up to a dozen offers yet, but he's been to a handful of schools, been to Notre Dame, uh, Syracuse, came to Penn State back in May. He got Pitt in Michigan. Um, you know, certainly a guy who is, is getting out there, getting his name out there. Uh, like I said, you know, came over from Canada, I believe it was in March, April, May, somewhere in the spring. So this is going to be his first year playing American football. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be very curious to see how he stacks up. But we've seen quite a few Canadian players. We've seen some guys come from Europe uh, to go to come over to these New England schools. And, and, and they've shined uh, in, in, in recent years. So he's, he's kind of the next guy people have circled as, as a player who, um, you know, fans need to keep an eye on. We have him at 6'7", 295. I'm not sure if he's exactly 6'7 now. Uh, I'll be I'll be curious to get an updated uh, height and weight on him. But but Will Black is looking certainly like a player that uh, Phil Trotline's going to push hard for. Uh, real quick, before we go into another player, I would say, though, you know, I was going through the numbers of this list. Like right now, Sean and I, we have over 40 players confirmed, and that includes the committed players. I think what, what stands out to me, though, one thing is when you look at the 2025 guys, we got about 20, about half the list is 2025. You got another, I don't know, maybe 10 or so, 2026. But out of those 2025 guys, out of the 20 or so, uh, 10 of them are, are four-star players, right? So whenever you're seeing about half your list of four-star talent, you got a handful of other guys who are just kind of right on that bubble. I think it just sets up to be a to be a, a solid list overall, and, and we've got many more names to confirm, as you know, Sean. <laughs> Yes, uh, I do. Jumping Sorry, in I was here counting quick. there just to double check here. Um, but yeah, there's there's quite a few guys on that list. 
Um, I'll move on. Penn State fans love linebackers. A couple of linebackers in the 2025 class uh, visiting Deshaun Burnett from Imani Christian out there in Pittsburgh. He came to camp last summer, uh, earned his offer. I believe it was the first offer he got um, because I think Penn State and Pitt offered within a couple of days of each other. Uh, Burnett's a a guy that uh, has been pretty familiar visitor. Um, He came to at least one game, maybe two last year. And then Cam Smith uh, from New Jersey, uh, a guy that probably is going to carry that that athlete label um but uh i know penn state and some other schools like him as a linebacker kind of plays all over the place um he was in town this spring or early this summer um i'm getting my dates mixed up here um but he's he's been to town before and uh penn state's a a, a guy that that you know he's a he's a guy that penn state likes a lot so a couple of linebackers there um as i said Penn state fans always like linebackers and uh we like to keep them in state and just out of state as well Fitz, uh, just a clarification. Do you know if he's a Mike? Do you know if he's an outside guy? What, what sort of um, you, you mentioned athlete? What are the positions that he might be in play for? Um, he could be, pro- I would say, probably a Will. Um, but I, you know, I haven't watched game film or anything like that. But he's probably a bigger box guy, but probably not a Mike. You know, if that makes sense. Probably, probably a Sam to Will type guy more so than a Will to Mike. If you're gonna, you know, break it down that much. But uh, you know, kind of plays all over the field. I could see him really playing anywhere um curious to get an accurate speed number to see if he can play that field linebacker position or not yeah um but uh he he closes pretty fast as you see from the uh the clips that you you brought up here on the youtube yeah i I just watching his film that was something that stood out to me wanted to get a little more insight onto maybe size or speed if there were but that's a he's an intriguing linebacker prospect for sure so we got linebackers ticked off the list going through the uh 2024 guys anybody else uh ryan that you want to talk about here on the show um 2026 i mean there's i know 2026 <laughs> fans always are just like okay yeah whatever 2026 well but there's, there's th- this region here. well say, look i'm 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 li- i'm in camp hill right now right so i gotta talk about my all the pa guys just for just for you so <laughs> all right i gotta talk about the 717 guys in the area just because uh i'm really happy that they're all here it, it cuts back on my travel a lot here in, in the years ahead but uh, it's going to be a really good group in 2026. I've written about this, I think, uh, two or three times here over the last month. Yeah, Messiah Mickens at, at Trinity. Uh, he's got offers from just about everybody right now. Certainly, none of these guys have ratings yet, right? Uh, they'll, they'll get ratings, I believe, here at the end of the year. But, uh, you know, certainly a, a handful of guys here look like four-star players, and Messiah Mickens is absolutely one of them. Yeah, Maurice Barnes, a really good linebacker prospect out of Bishop McDevitt. Maurice Barnes was one of those guys where I went to the, uh, went to the Imitep uh, McDevitt game last year. And I did not really know at all who Maurice Barnes was. It was his freshman playing his first game. And I left there just as impressed with him as I was of Rico Scott or Stone Saunders or any of those guys that have grabbed, uh, you know, a lot of attention at McDevitt here in recent years. Certainly keep an eye on him. Six foot 195. So we got to see how he grows. Obviously, again, he's a he's a freshman. So uh, expecting to be able to put on some more inches there. And then that, that'll be important with his height. Uh, moving forward. But Kevin Brown, too. I mean, you got to mention Kevin Brown over at Harrisburg. And you have Elias Cook at Harrisburg as well. Harrisburg's got two really good uh, up-and-coming sophomore players. Uh, Kevin Brown, I think, 6'4", 235 right now, going to be an offensive lineman. Dad uh, played previously at West Virginia. I mean, there's a lot to like with Kevin Brown. If he can stack on another 40, 50 pounds, boy, I mean, he's looking like, I mean, to me, I, I don't want to say top 100 or top 200, nothing that's really far down the road, but he's looking like a very special offensive line prospect. We have him listed as an edge too. I mean, I'm just kind of curious, like Sean, have you talked to anybody about where Penn State, I think they like a more O-line, but have you talked yeah, to O-line? I've, I've talked to Charles about okay. that um, with, uh, 
with switching him over because I think he's an offensive lineman all the way. Like uh, he's got um, genes. His dad was a starter at West Virginia and a pretty good player at West Virginia. So I think he's going to end up on the offensive line. He's one of those guys that we came to camp, I think it was last year and they have different jerseys for different. So the way it works with Penn State's camps is they have different color shirts for different classes. Super clutch. Yeah. They, yeah, which is awesome. Um, But they have like, the black shirts for like the young, young kids. And he was in a black shirt with the essentially a group of offensive linemen. And that's, that's going to catch your eye. And he's uh, you know, he's fundamental. He's got a lot to like in terms of athleticism, um, things like that. He's still growing. Um, you mentioned at two thirty-five right now, I mean, he's going to a sophomore year of high school. He's perfectly fine. Nothing, nothing worrying, yeah. nothing worrisome there. Um, so Brown, is definitely a guy I like. And that's one of those guys that I know Messiah Mickens is on the, the radar early. I know um, Coke and, uh, and Maurice Barnes on the radar early. Kevin Brown's one of those guys that I think can eclipse that rate. Like he can rise, rise, yes. rise um, with the potential that he has um, still a lot to light or still a lot of growing to do a lot of, uh, you know, development left ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when you talk about guys in the mid state in, in 2026, and it's good because I mean, uh, the Merrill kid from Cumberland Valley is there too. And uh, there's a lot of talent in the mid-state in 2026. Kevin Brown is one of those guys that's like, this guy could end up being the top guy out of all of them. Yeah, Kevin Brown only having six offers right now is wild to me. I, I, I thought he would have twice that. A guy that caught my eye, if I can uh, bring somebody up that I that I was really impressed with just watching the highlight film, and this is a guy from probably the farthest away in the group, is Dylan Battle, 2025 defensive tackle. Uh, you know, I know we just talked about Liam Andrews and we talked about this run that Penn State is on with defensive tackles. Dylan Battle, you look at some of this film here. I am very impressed. So, um, I'm just going to throw that to the group who knows more about this situation. And, you know, what's the, what's the relationship like here that got Dylan Battle from Texas to, uh, to Happy Valley for the Lash Bash? I just wanted to check it out. I know he's been out and, and seen some other schools so far. It is a big boy, man. Like you yeah. look at that film. He's if, if he's under three fifteen, I would be shocked. Like he is a big, big, uh, and he's twenty twenty five prospect. So going into his junior year, um, he is he's an anchor right there. Um, he so, moves but, really well. Yeah, he moves. He moves well. There's there's a lot to like. I think uh, I think we have him as a three star prospect. I could be uh, mixing some guys up there now. A high three star prospect, but uh, hey, you're gonna play in Texas. He's gonna play both. Uh, Offense on and defense, but he's going to be a defensive lineman at the next level. Be curious to see where he measures out in terms of uh, fitting in. But uh, you put his film beside like David Polly Polly, it's kind of like the similar build, the similar um, you know way to disrupt uh, the, the, both those guys do. So uh, getting him on campus, I think he's going to have a ton of options. But getting him on campus this early is is one that can that can stick in your man in your mind. Yeah, just with the the recent interest from some defensive linemen from Texas. Uh, is there any common thread there? Or is this just Penn State uh, has enough pull to get guys that are quality prospects from all over the state, and it just happens to be that they've got Nigel Smith and Dylan Battle in back-to-back classes that are seem to have interest in the program? Uh, we're more worried about the what than the why right now. We're trying to build this list, and uh, this list is growing every day. Uh, Ryan and I have been putting out uh, a bunch of new guys, uh, multiple per day. So we're more worried about the guys that are coming. We'll figure out uh, why they're why they're coming later in the in the follow ups. I was actually was was going to follow up with somebody that that told me he's coming. I'm just like. I don't know if I can squeeze this in, in terms of like an interview and in, in advance and stuff like that. And then obviously if they want to talk, we'll talk, but uh, it's like, okay, well, we're going to be talking in five days anyway. So here's, here's where <laughs> we're at with that. 
but uh, no, getting getting battle in is good. It, it's nice to get those guys from out of region um, because a lot of this is centered on Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Virginia. You know, the guys that you expect in that six hour radius. Um, so to get those guys from out of state, out of out of region, um, it, it, it's good. I mean, it can be one of those things that stick. I mean, I know Penn State's involved with Nigel Smith um, from Texas, and he's a guy that came up on his own as an unofficial visit last year. So like that, that's kind of what you're hoping. And it's going to depend on, well, it's going to depend on who's after him in, in other parts of the country, uh, like Nigel Smith, who I think uh, Oklahoma's there, Texas A&M, I think is surging for him. So uh, Penn State probably falling a little bit by the wayside there, but you kind of expected that to happen given that he's a really good player in a talent or in, in, in an area where, um, Texas is so big. Oklahoma is so big. You know, it's just it, yeah. it kind of you thought it was going that way anyway. So um, for Penn State to be in that mix at this point and potentially getting a return visit, which I don't know if they'll get or not. But, uh, you know, I think it says says a lot about how much they they impress guys when they come from out of the region. And you're hoping the battle can uh, can be the same. Uh, any other guys? I know I kind of jumped in here and uh, uh, took hold of the wheel for a couple seconds, but I want to make sure that we got everybody you're interested in, in talking about. Any other interesting tidbits from what you guys uh, want to see? And by the way, BlueWhiteIllustrated.com to get the full list. Join right now, 25% off if you use the promo code WEARE2023. That's we are capital WE, capital R, 2023. 25% off your annual subscription. Great time to get in right before the 2023 season, which we expect to be a big year for Penn State football. So, uh, Ryan, any other guys you want to mention? I think we've hit on on most of the big names. I mean, the, what I would say is, is you know, the guys from Texas aren't the only ones. So we got to keep some behind the payroll, right? Because we got to, uh, you know, get people to subscribe. But we've got kids coming up from, let's see, Wisconsin, Florida, um, Texas, we mentioned already. I'm missing another one. Oh, Georgia. Uh, you know, so, so there are certainly some guys coming from out of the region. Most of the 2020 six guys or, or, or the regional ones I mentioned there, but you know, the, right now look, we have 44, 45, somewhere in that ballpark, 43, I think maybe the number is uh, confirmed. I would expect it to surpass 50, Sean. I mean, I don't know if we'll oh, yeah. quite we, get we had 60. a couple already this morning that we haven't written yet. So, mm -hmm. so sorry, getting text. Look at like a big list. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's Fitz but, has been adding names to the list while we've been doing the show. So we should probably get out of here and let him get on to that. So Fitz, any, any last words before we get out of here and let you go uh, stack more names on the list? Yeah, we're going to talk more about 2024 guys on the site at blueillustrated.com. So just check that out. Um, going down the list, uh, Brady O'Hara is an intriguing one. Uh, the, the, the Pittsburgh tight end um, from North Catholic. He's been on campus a bunch um, in the sense that like, yeah, I think if, if he has the opportunity to come to Penn State, I think it's going to be um, he does have an offer, but it, if it does work out that way, I think Penn State would be the favorite here. Uh, Beckham Kritza has been on campus, I think, three times now, um, and he's a quarterback who moved from – he's originally – see if you can hang with me here. He's originally from Boulder, Colorado, moved to California last year, and now he's at Miami Central with T.A. Cunningham. So he's oh. a part of that group, uh, the Stars group from – from California. He's been to campus, um, before, uh, very personable, um, a lot to like there in terms of frame and things like that. Still putting it together, um, as a quarterback, but, uh, he's, he's picked up an offer from Penn state when he was on campus. So, um, there's a bunch of guys like you, it, it's, it's different in the sense that we used to go down this list and maybe more household names in terms of 2024, like current cycle guys. But since the, uh, since the recruiting calendar has changed, it's got to be looking ahead. And and this is the one where they set the table for that West Virginia game, which is not a whiteout, but like 
might as well be a whiteout in terms of uh, getting kids to, to campus. And then you've got the actual whiteout later in September. Um, so, you know, kind of setting the table for the next couple of weeks. I mean, Ryan and I were talking. This is part of the, the Trinity, man. This is uh, Lash Bash, whiteout and uh, blue white game in the spring. So those are the ones that you want to get the kids to, um, you know, whether that's whether this list has become a little I don't want to say watered down. That's the wrong way to talk about it. But this list is just, it's, it's a different kind. It's, it's more looking forward um, yeah. than looking for commits to come out of this weekend and commits have come out of this weekend. I actually just mentioned KJ Winston committed at lash bash a couple of years ago. Um, but they, I think it's uh, it's one of those ones where the expectations for commitments are a little lower just because the guys uh, coming in are a little younger. Yeah. Also Penn state has 24 players right now in the class of 2024. So it's right. not like they're looking for seven or eight commitments to come out of this weekend. The, the, the picking and the choosing I imagine has begun for the Nittany lions uh, guys. Thank you so much for your time today. Another excellent recruiting show as always. Once again, these guys are the best in the business. So subscribe to blue white illustrated.com 25% off when you use the promo code. We are 2023. I got to get some Got to get something up here on the screen for you. So we are 2023. Use that promo code 25% off your annual subscription so you can get in and you can see what Fitz is looking at on his phone right now. We, we, we clone his phone and it just you can see the scroll on the site. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Nate, but Nate wants to know if I can play golf at 736. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that oh, is the official cue for us to get out of here. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with a wrap-up of Big Ten Media Day. And, of course, uh, KSN on BWI coming up on Friday because we have the special show coming up on Thursday with Greg Pickle recapping everything we're going to hear today. James Franklin speaking in like an hour and a half. So subscribe to BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Get all the information. We'll be back.